Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Time now. Uh, obviously no Dan McCarty this week, but we are still talking cricket thanks to PGG Rights and Turf, key suppliers to New Zealand cricket grounds. Uh, a man who is no stranger to New Zealand cricket grounds uh, is former Black Cap Hamish Bennett, who joins us now out of Queensland. Good morning, Hamish. How are you, mate? Yeah, good morning, mate. No, I'm all good. Thank you very much. Just in, um, just got my feet up on the on the deck and just enjoying life. So oh, it's be- good. Beautiful. Are they? Is that crickets I can hear in the background? It is, mate. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of wildlife over here as well. So, um, no, it's good. It sounds beautiful. Good. And for the listeners, what are you up to over there in uh, in Australia? Well, I'm just doing it, working for Queensland Cricket actually. So just doing a bit of a gig over here with. Um, sort of the players a little bit below that second eleven stuff, trying to work their way through into the pathway and um, helping some other coaches as well um, throughout Queensland just with their own development. So um, it's it's been a really um, enjoyable gig so far. So I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, how are you finding living in uh, living in Aussie? Well, it's hot, very hot, <laughs> very hot. Sleeping's been a bit of an issue of late. Um, yeah, need a bloody good fan, mate. Yeah, let me give you the tip. And, um, <laughs> It's, it's almost the opposite to living in New Zealand. So in the morning you get up and you open your windows and open your doors, get the fresh air, and then during the day you lock the house up and shut all the blinds, try to keep all the heat out. And yeah. as soon as the sun goes down, you do the same. You try to get as much cool air into the house as you can. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've always said that about Australia. It's so bloody hot. <clears throat> it might as well, like when it's 40 degrees, it might as well be minus 40 because you just can't go outside. Um, you can't yeah. do anything. Are you living out in the country from the sounds of it? Have you had any run-ins with the wildlife? No, no, no. We're actually in Brisbane, so we um, just um, I had a couple of possums running on the roof last night, so I needed a rifle. But um, no, there's plenty of wildlife out, so it's been it's definitely been eye-opening. Um, and that that aspect of being growing up in the South Island, you didn't see too much sort of bugs or critters and stuff. So I've, yeah, I've seen a few. So it's um, oh, it's good. No, I completely agree. I, I read online that you were uh, born in, down there in Timaru. Yeah, mate. Yep, mighty Timaru. So um, yep. So yeah. now we. We we go good there. I mean, the New Zealand under nineteen um, girls captain was from Pleasant Point, which isn't yep. too far down the road. So I, I myself um, South from, Canterbury. Produ- yeah, no, myself. I'm from Waimati, so just up the road there. Um, oh yeah, well Waimati. Yeah. I don't know if we want to be painted with the same brush, but well, I've counted them up. I've only got five fingers on each hand, so I must. Uh, there must have been some outside genetics coming into there. But I didn't bring you on to talk about that. Um, Listen, the Black Caps have been over there in India. Uh, always a tough ask for any team to go over and play against India uh, in India. But a little bit of a taste ahead of the ODI World Cup later on this year. We'll get to that in a second. But that last T20 um, match, you see this from time to time in T20s, don't you? These kind of score lines where you just sort of think, is there any analysis to be done there? You know, Could you look at that and say, well, if this guy had gone better, maybe we would have only lost by 150? You know, How do you, how do you sort of see that playing out? Or was that, that last T20 just an anomaly? Um, oh, I think it's one of those things from a touring team that's been on the road for a wee while now. You know, they're in Pakistan, um, then come to India. I think, you know, if you're being really honest with yourself, I think a few of the boys are probably already on the plane Um before you know, before the game started, it's one of those things when you travel Asia for a while, you've been in the bubble, 
they've probably haven't been out and about. Um, it's pretty tough. I think you just got to write it off and not worry too much. I think the positive thing we saw from that whole series is that it looks like our three spinners are going to be competitive when it comes to the World Cup. So it's going to be really inter- interesting to see what sort of wickets the ICC produce and what they sort of ask for. You know, with the World Cup in England, they wanted spin to be involved. So it'll be really interesting in this Asian World Cup to see if how they're going to go about getting pace bowling involved so yeah. it's not too spin-dominated. So um, I think we're not too far off. I mean, you got to remember as well, there's a lot of young guys or guys touring India and Pakistan for the first time as well, <clears throat> learning the culture, learning the way you play the game. Um, and when you play in India, you can't be too far off your margins. Your margins for error are very, very small. And I think the guys that stepped up, like Ben Lister and Henry Shipley, who come from domestic cricket, realised pretty quickly international cricket is a different level um, and you've got to, your, your standards have to be far higher. Not that I don't think they are bad. I think it's just a learning for them and I think they'll go away and they'll be better for the experience. So it's about how can those guys that are on the fringe go away and, and domestic cricket push their training to a higher level than come out domestic cricket and be better than they were before and really hold themselves to a higher standard. You mentioned the spinners. Is it hard for a, a Kiwi spinner because obviously the pitches over here favour the seamers quite heavily. How, is it hard for uh, our, our spinners to get the reps that they need for them to be weapons when we do get to go and tour overseas? I actually think it's the opposite from talking to a lot of spinners. Um, and I'm talking to Sodi a lot here. She thinks New Zealand spinners, are when they travel around the world, are actually very, very good because in New Zealand it's such hard work. You have to put revs on the ball to get a little bit of turn. You have to put so much effort onto the ball to get you know, little results out of the wickets. So when you go overseas, you actually see the Kiwi spinners have actually got a lot of revs on the ball. They're actually trying to get it to spin. They're actually trying to make the most of it because at home they have to work so hard for such little results. So... I think we see it more from when foreign spinners come here who probably are just used to, you know, bowling the ball onto the wicket and, and expecting the wicket to do something. When they come here, they actually just go straight on, they get pumped. So same when they go to Australia as well. So I actually think it, it actually helps us a little bit. It's just a shame that, you know, they only get to do it once every so often when they actually go to Asia and play. Yeah, you mentioned the um, the ICC's uh, input into the, the wickets that they prepare. <clears throat> it's It's... Uh, you know, it's a feature, not a flaw of the game, that everywhere you go, the home team prepares a, a wicket that, uh, you know, heavily favours themselves. We do it. Australia are probably the best at it. How much input? We saw the uh, the groundskeeper got sacked uh, during the tour while we were over there in India. How much input does the ICC have and how much input can they have on uh, on making the pitches, you know, suit certain types of bowling versus others? And how much do you think should they have? Or is that, you know, a pretty core part of the game? Well, I think during the during the um, ICC events, the ICC can bring in their own groundsmen if they wish and they have full sort of um, control of what sort of wickets they want to be produced. Um, you know, when it's a bilateral series, then I don't mind those wickets being favouring the home team. I think that's all about touring, is that you're touring in different conditions and that's what makes winning overseas so special, is that you're going to someone else's country and you're beating, beating them in their own conditions. But when it comes to an ICC event, they'll have pretty big control of what they want and what they want to see. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll want a fair contest. They'll want pace bowling to, to feature. They'll want spin bowling to feature. And they'll want to, they'll want to see probably teams, you know, I think an ideal game for the ICC is a team batting first, getting around that 270 mark, you know, being a little bit of trouble early, being able to build a partnership in the middle and then spin coming into it. So they just want to see a good game of cricket. And that's what sells the TV rights and, 
makes people watch the game. 100%. Has your opinion of where the Black Caps stand uh, ahead of the ODI World Cup changed since this Indian tour? Um, no, because, I mean, the big boys went, you know, we didn't see Williamson, we didn't see some of the other guys. And you got to remember as well, they're going to go in a lot fresher as well into the World Cup than what they have been. I think it's important now, these guys that have just come back from in Pakistan and India, a few of them, you know, like Finn Allen, I look at, you know, maybe he's he's probably good to have some time off. I know we've got domestic cricket back here and unfortunately something has to take a hit. You know, he's mm. he probably needs a little bit of rest up before he goes to the IPL in preparation for the World Cup and then he'll probably play a couple of other T20 tournaments in the winter and then they go to England, I think, in September and then you got the World Cup in October. So I think they need to use the time now to sort of freshen a few of the guys up and, and get their mentality right. Um, so making sure that they've got a good, they're not going to burn out in the winter um, yeah. playing other competitions and leading to the World Cup primed and good to go. Yeah, and on that note, um, the big news of the week in the cricketing world here in New Zealand has been Kyle Jamieson, uh, named in the in the squad to take on England in the two-test series. Uh, the stories out uh, so far say that he's going to play in the first test, but not the second test. You yourself have come back from injuries in the past. Is it is it quite common for someone to play if, you know, the first test and not the last test? Or how do you think that injury will be managed and, and the thought process behind that? Well, I think straight away, looking at us, I mean, those English tests aren't ICC World Test Championship tests, are they? So um, looking at that, I think you said it's brought the value down. Not Maybe that's not the right term, but maybe it's brought the value down of those uh, uh, of test series that aren't ICC, um, you know, World Test Championship points. Mm. Um, and you've also got to remember to play Sri Lanka as well, so he could possibly feature in all those test matches as well. They'll want to get him through a test, see how he goes, give him a bit of recovery time. Um, and then get them going as well for for Sri Lanka. So I don't mind the move. I think a lot of the time we look at the short term, um, you know, we look at the short term stuff. Whereas actually, I think we've got to have a look at the, you know, the well being and the holistic and the and the athlete development over a long long period of time. We obviously don't want Kyle's back to refracture or mm. pick up another little niggly injury. So I think it's a smart move um, from my personal. I mean, it would be frustrating for Kyle because he want to play. Frustrating for the public, but. I think in the long run, when you look at it, at the end, um, he's got got a lot of cricket coming up. I mean, he got the Sri Lankan series after that. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't get picked up in the IPL, did he? Or did he? Oh, a better producer would have been able to tell me. No, I couldn't tell you off the top of nah. my head either. Well, either way, either way, he's going to the IPL or he's um, he's going to Pakistan as well. So he's got cricket until um, the end of April, um, middle of May anyway. From now, so he's got a pretty big. And on that tour of Pakistan, he'll have to be leading that, that attack as well um, in the white ball series. So he's got a lot of cricket coming up. So I think it's a smart move in the long run. Well, mate, um, we greatly appreciate your time uh, joining us this morning at, uh, I believe, is it 8.30 over there in Queensland? Yep, yep, but it's a different lifestyle over here. Everyone gets up at 5 a.m. It's the best time because it's nice and, you know, cool, as <laughs> they like to say over here. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's actually a good time to be to be up and about. All right, brilliant. Well, we'll let you get back to the pool and uh, enjoy the rest of your morning. Thanks very much for joining us, Hamish. No, cheers, mate. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Former Black Cap Hamish Bennett there. And-